the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The estate planning team is an Ohio registered investment advisor. The following is for informational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any securities or financial products. Be sure to consult with a qualified financial advice and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed herein. You have financial goals and dreams. We can help you achieve them. Welcome to Financial Food for Thought, the show that answers all the questions on how to maximize your lifestyle and preserve your wealth. steadfastly pursuing the goals Congress has given us, maximum employment and stable prices. We are committed to making the best decisions we can based on facts and objective analysis. Today, we decided to lower interest rates. As I will explain shortly, we took this step to help keep the U.S. economy strong in the face of some notable developments and to provide insurance against ongoing risks. The U.S. economy has continued to perform well. We are into the 11th year of this economic expansion, and the baseline outlook remains favorable. The economy grew at a 2.5% pace in the first half of the year. Household spending, supported by a strong job market, rising incomes, and solid consumer confidence, has been the key driver of growth. In contrast, business investment and exports have weakened amid falling manufacturing output. Hmm. The main reasons appear to be slower growth abroad and trade policy developments. Okay, kind of mixed signals. sources of uncertainty that we've been monitoring all year. Since the middle of last year, global growth, the global growth outlook has weakened. So Notably, Jerome Powell comes out and, you know, he's not exactly President Trump's best friend, right? No. Brexit remain unresolved. And I, trade policy I, I get mixed signals. And elevated uncertainty is weighing on U.S. investment and exports. So it, it's a little bit mixed up. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, so no surprise that they cut rates another 25 basis points, right? I mean, I think the big surprise if they if he would have done anything differently than that. Right. Um, you know, Trump wasn't really happy with the 25 basis points, saying that uh, the U.S. Central Bank and its chair, Jerome Powell, has no guts, no sense, and no vision. Hmm. Well, I, I don't even get much stronger words than that. Yeah, um, and what he, and what Jerome Powell said there, right, was that um, 
you know, that everything's good. You know, the but if everything is good, Carrie, why are they lowering rates? I, I, that's yeah, what I'm confused about. Yeah, it doesn't make about. sense. Um, you know, and then, you know, the we had a little bubble going on with the repo market. Carrie, don't even get me started, you know, with the, the, the repo market. But where, you know, and, and but again, the, 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 the Fed, you know, presidents just came out and said, hey, we got this covered. You know, leave it up to us. We're not worried about the the overnight repo market, you know, mm-hmm. and, and the bubble that was bursting there during the week. So, you know, they're they're kind of saying all right, everything is everything's fine. You know, no recession, strong growth, strong consumer spending, low unemployment. You know, good positive growth. You know, it's not Trump's four percent growth, but you know, trending to two and a half percent. And there we go. So, um, and also, Carrie, you know who that song? That's a little memorial. We lost two rock and roll in the last couple of weeks, Carrie. Right. right? Um, you know, of course, who that was. Right? No. You know, no. That's uh, Rick Ocasek in the cars. Oh, okay. Yeah, I knew. Yeah, I saw that. Um, so that was a surprise. So, you know, and you don't remember like that when that Cars album came out, right? Carrie? No, I remember a, like some of the videos on MTV. Sure. Was... And, and, you know, it was, it was instant, you know, I mean, it was just instant stardom. And, you know, we lost. Now, Rick Ocasek has a Cleveland connection, right? He wasn't, I don't think he was I born here, that. but I think he grew up here. I think high school here and beyond. And uh, now, although uh, Rick wasn't actually singing that song, it was the other uh, guy who shared lead vocals, uh, Benjamin Orr. Um, but uh, Ocasek actually wrote that song all mixed up, and I think that's where the economy, <laughs> I think that's where most of my thinking is. I really don't know what is going on in the the trade wars, the Brexit, the the European Union with, you know, starting quantitative easy again, uh, quantitative easing again, and the negative interest rate, and, you know, the idea that we've got, you know, U.S. is like the only game in town. Everything looks good. You know, double-digit stock market returns, um, right. longest expansion in U.S. history, um, consumer confidence high, uh, what do you do? Let's get it started. Here. All right. Well, good morning, everyone. You're listening to Financial Food for Thought. We're here every Saturday morning on 1420 AM between 9 and 10. We are financial educational radio talk program, and we've been around many years, and we're here to give you helpful information about issues that impact your financial life. And that's true if you're working and thinking about your future retirement or trying to deal with your financial issues today, or you're someone who is already in retirement. And we've been around, um, we are sponsored by the estate planning team, and the estate planning team has been around in the greater Cleveland area now more than 34 years, helping people solve problems, save money. Um, And I, I think Jerome Powell took our note when I we were listening to a speech. He said, "You know, we we base our our you know our decisions based on facts and objective analysis." Which I was like, "Oh, that's what the estate planning team right. does." Not, I mean, yeah, not necessarily <laughs> uh, knee jerk reactions. Right? Or, I was uh, like, Trump's "Hey, Twitter, that's what uh, we do." I thought that's where you're. I was thinking, "Hey, we could take that sound." Well, bite. they always say, you know, I you know that they're the smartest people in the world are the are the people who are running our central banks, not mm-hmm. only in this country but globally. And I just keep saying, I kind of wish Trump did not, you know, get rid of Janet Yellen. Right? You said you, yeah, you liked. I, her. I was. I thought he should have just let her complete the, you know, the the landing, the soft landing. Jerome Powell gets thrown in the mix, and now I think Trump is, you know, second guessing. That maybe he shouldn't have put Jerome Powell. Carrie, let's see how he. All does. right, 
But um, that's what the estate planning team does. We help people with analysis. We are an Ohio registered fiduciary fee-based planner. We're not investment advisors. What we do is what we do is traditional financial planning number crunches. What we do and what our product is, is financial plans. Um, We help people understand the choices that they make and using opportunities and avoiding traps. And how can you make different decisions and help analyzing timing of Social Security, retirement elections, um, IRA withdrawals, how much if you're working, how much should you put in the tax qualified vehicles, your 401k or traditional IRA versus maybe a Roth concepts, helping people with cash flow needs and dealing with financial challenges that many people face. Um, and actually I came across, I was cleaning up my desk this week, um, which was long overdue with paperwork. And I found now, the quote. Well, I've hold been on lo- a second. Okay. Long over. Now, now you got to, you know, if, if you've never been to our offices, right? right okay, I'm going to little, you know, airing okay. the dirty laundry here. Yeah. Carrie and I, and, and I'll speak for myself though. We don't, <laughs> we don't have the, we're busy people. Right. And it, that's why we get along so well, because we would not ever walk into each other's office because we, we wouldn't be able to sit down anywhere. <laughs> right. So do you ever if you if you want to know kind of what you know, it's that idea that you remember that great Einstein picture of, yeah. of Einstein's uh-huh. office. If you don't know what I'm doing it, you know, over the weekend, yeah. you know, just Google Einstein in his office. And right. You'll get an idea. Sorry, Carrie. No, but I've been looking for this quote and it felt so good to purge and get rid of stuff and organize. Um, but this quote that one of our clients sent us years ago that I've been looking for, um, and it, it really applied to planning. And that's why I sent it to us. It's a quote by Dwight Eisenhower. It said, you know, about it said no battle was ever won according to plan, but no battle was ever won without one. Yeah. Plans are useless, but planning is indispensable. And I was like, that was perfect. I've been looking for it. Couldn't it couldn't yeah. remember who said it to even Google it to look it up. And I, I, I always I always, you know, borrow that. Right. And and, and- a further one is, you know, our axiom that, you know, we understand all models are wrong, right. but some are useful. Right. Where this is yeah, perfect about. And that's what we do. We can model in those changes. Not only is it about saving money and getting clarity on what you can spend, when you can afford to retire or how much you can spend without running out of money, which whether your estate's 100000 or $10 million, it's universal because spending is different. Your your lifestyle is different. Um, and that's why we help um, different estates of all different sizes. What we do is build that comprehensive plan, but we also help people analyze those choices through that objective analysis. And because we're not tied to anything, there's no good or bad products. It's how they're used. I mean, one of the things, it doesn't work today. Um, how does it work into the future and at the time of your death? That's why planning also, as much as there's retirement planning or pre-retirement and um, we can planning. call it estate planning, it, it's more important to t- maintain a plan because recommendations that we started with our clients years ago when the federal exemption was 600000 a million and when it's changed over time, planning changes, things need to be adjusted, re-looked at. Um, life insurance sometimes needs change. I know we worked with a client um, this week that, you know, he had these old life insurance policies and we had him get some enforced illustrations and it's, it's doesn't always work out this way, but it's really nice when he realized he can be paying about $1,200 less a year. 
and right. and still the policy's running for a lifetime, but no one ever told him that. He said, "Well, why didn't the insurance company?" I said, "Well, so so, Carrie, yeah, you mentioned that you know he threw out that word enforce illustrations. A lot mm-hmm. of people w- might not know what you mean by that. Right. So so why you talk? You know, so what right. does that mean? Well, it's just one of the examples too that I want to say of how we look at it. We look at all your assets. Can we make it better? What decisions? I mean, that's part of what the estate planning team is breaks apart all the pieces of your financial life and how can we make it better? But the enforce illustration is really just call if you have these old policies, call the company and say, what's the current based right. on my current premium and my current death benefit? I'd like to see an illustration. Right. So typically they're with the permanent policies, right. we say it's not so much something the you term, would do with right. the term policies because the term is by definition, you have the term right of, of when. The premiums uh, that your level term ends, but w- if it's more with the permanent policies, and this is becoming a bigger, bigger issue because remember you're talking about intergenerational planning, Carrie, right? right? And that, that older generation, remember they put a lot of permanent life insurance policies in place, which was you know completely it, appropriate at the time right. when, it and was, we also had an Ohio state tax. Remember, right? So it was it was an estate tax maneuver that, uh, and you might have all you know heard or remember, you know that you know that eyelet, you know the irrevocable life insurance trust. So a lot of the policies, remember a lot of those individuals haven't died yet. Mm-hmm. Even though the federal state tax exemption has gone from 600,000 to 11.4 million in their lifetime, mm-hmm. and they haven't died yet. Right. So the question is these policies are they still good and are they funded enough that because you don't want to lose everything now so and or do they still have to be making the same premium that they started 25 years ago right or there's things you can do when you're getting to cash out i mean the life insurance we look at people's annuity we looked at people's you know how much they have in cash i mean there's lots of things you can do with it um cash flow needs um, we used to call those, and we haven't used that term, underutilized assets. Um, but we really help people in all the different areas of your fi- their financial life. Again, we are not investment advisors. We work closely with our clients who do have existing investment advisors and coordinating and um, trying to ask those questions. Maybe you don't know what to ask and trying to make sure that what the, the plan's um, what the plan, if the plan's working, how does that match what your allocation is? Um, we do look at your assets in terms of risk, growth, and tax efficiency, and it's that coordinated effort that gives people a better result. And in many cases, our client plays that role and does the investments themselves. The estate planning team are A-rated on, and on the Better Business Bureau and A-rated and accredited um, also in Super Service Award winners of Angie's List, we offer a free consultation. If you want to come in and see how our process is different, um, if you can benefit, we don't recommend our services if you cannot benefit. And we do have retainer options for comprehensive planning. People want to help without the whole process and hourly planning options if you need a little bit of help. Um, and we'll let you know at that free consultation. Um, and this is a good time to year. Um, they're in many cases, there are year-end planning issues and maneuvers people should be making between now and the end of the year that can help reduce taxes on April 15th. Um, maybe you want to watch some thresholds that you may not be aware of. So there are opportunities left in 2019 that you might want to take advantage of. So call the estate planning team for a free consultation at 440-239-2090. That's 440-239-2090. Leave a message. We'll call you on Monday or go to our website at financialfoodforthought.com. And on the website, I want to mention, too, if you are interested in these issues and working or getting closer to retirement, we have our last class 
scheduled. It's our retirement planning class for retirees and people nearing retirement. We do ask that you pre-register. We already have um, a good number of people signed up, but we do have plenty of spots left. Um, It is October 2nd. That's a Wednesday evening at 6 p.m. in Independence. And we'll talk about, um, you know, concerns that people have about what can I afford to spend without running out of money? When can I afford to retire? Rising health care costs, future tax increases, market volatility, economic uncertainty, inflation, and other financial challenges. Another topic is going to be retirement rules that you often hear about that are misused, misunderstood, like the 4% rule. Um, the, we're going to talk a little about that today. I was going to say we're going to talk about it today. And, so, and it also has in the workbook the tax tables. And we're going to talk about the opportunities uh, in this complicated tax code, especially right now we have more favorable rates and potential problems. And to register for that class or, again, come in for a consultation at 439-2090 or visit financialfoodforthought.com. And I want to thank everyone who came out to our um, IRA Roth planning class this week. You know, a lot of good questions. And some of the questions actually did overlap. And a lot of people that came to that class are coming back to the October 2nd because their questions were, you know, we still get a lot of questions, Carrie, about long-term care. And, mm-hmm. and how do you plan for that on top of everything else? And that's a big dilemma in this country. Um and so, you know, part of this class uh, coming up and uh, and the second. Now, Carrie, if the Indians have a uh, pl- Indians playoff game, what are we going to do that night? Uh, oh, I don't, know. oh the, I don't know. I don't know what the playoffs get. I mean, they're not in the playoffs yet, but, you know, if they get there, I'm, I'm positive, you're positive they're going to get there. They're going to win that, uh, you know, the wild card game. Anyways, um, no, but come on out. The uh, and, you know, one of the things we talk about at that class uh, is, uh, is, you know, the possible solutions for the long term care dilemma. Um, but one of the questions that kind of came up in the IRA Roth plan class here, and I'm getting more questions all the time about this. So one of the things that we've seen industry wise is that companies are now offering, you know, now 401k Roths, Mm -hmm. right? Where, you know, you have the traditional 401k where you get the tax, you know, deduction, you know, pre-tax money goes in and then on the way out it's taxable. But a lot of companies now offer the Roth 401k, you know, contribution, which Mm -hmm. means that you don't get a tax deduction up front, but it comes out tax-free as a Roth characteristic. And the questions that are coming up is, you know, it's very complicated rules about limits that you can put into Roth IRA, or excuse me, limits that you could put into 401ks, you know, how much could go in pre-tax, how much can go in, you know, some some plans allow excess contributions that on an after-tax basis, you can get a lot more in there, and then you can do a maneuver if that's available right. to you, where you then take that portion and you move it outside, you could take an in-service withdrawal we call that, and then get it directly into your own Roth IRA without any, you know, with real favorable tax treatment on that whole process. But, you know, so we see that as the years have gone by, that more and more Clevelanders are, are taking advantage of that. But they're, they're, it, that's a good example of how coordination advisors are so important because they're, they're, they're dealing now with different custodians and, and their different custodians are coming back with different things. And, right. and there's a lot of questions on whether or not. Um, I, you know, when you take money out of a Roth 401k to move it to your own Roth 
I, you know, Roth IRA, do, do, does it start a new five-year holding period for earnings? A lot of questions. So it, it, what we say is, you know, that's why you have to coordinate advisors. And you got to, you know, and, and then something like that, if you're doing that maneuver, who would you want to be coordinated? Well, certainly the custodians, especially if you've, you're working with two different custodians, one on the, you know, where that's coming from and one on the target custodian's account, right, Carrie? Mm-hmm. Um, your CPA or your tax preparer, you know, get their input. Um, as well as your financial planner, you know, so it, it's it's that idea of saying it's a complicated world out there. But if you're trying to look for opportunities in the very complicated tax code, you know, don't be you know shy on asking the you know the right questions. And that's the whole part of it. A lot of our clients say, Mark, I don't know what questions to ask. Well, you know what we do. Mm-hmm. You know, that's why we're very big on coordinating advisors. So we might not have all the answers. But we certainly know what questions you need to be asking your other advisors. Um, all right. So what else uh, is going We have got this GM strike here. Right. right. So that's one of the mixed signals out there. Well, if everything is so good, why is GM workers on strike? Because mm. they're not getting what they want, I guess. Right. So what do they want, Carrie? Well, okay. They're not happy exactly with, you know, the 4%, uh, you know, increase in, in raises over the next four years. Do you know some people, how many years of people not, I mean, are still companies don't even get, you know, I've heard of, we've had clients that get like a 1%. Right. And, and, you know, GM's coming off a pretty good year last year, 147 don't billion. don't they want profit sharing? In revenue. Um, but they, I mean, I don't know. 8.1 billion in income. That's a pretty good year. Right. right. Um, 4% increases over four years. Hmm. Um, they're demanding more health coverage. Okay, and they're saying, you know, well, everybody's health care is going up. I hate to break it to you. I know, but I mean, the idea is, well, okay, you know, they they go to their, you know, GM and say, well, y- you made fourteen billion in stock buybacks in recent years. Right. Do you think you could give us some health care coverage? Um, you, you know, right? Um, I don't know. Um, the the union workers aren't too happy with the use of um temporary temporary help. You know, and that's the idea where, you know, if a company doesn't have to pay you full time, they don't have to pay you benefits. Right. And chances are they can pay you a lower hourly rate. Okay. So what what they said, what the union workers are saying is there's been a larger increase of temporary workers compared to, you know, uh, they were saying right now about 7% of the factory workers are temps. Wow. Okay. Well, seven percent um, isn't terrible. Well, I Probably mean, for the time that... they're saying these temps are like they're, they're some of these temps have been around for three years and they're okay. not on the full time. You know, okay. You is know, it be well? I was going to say, is it because of different times of the year that they're? I you know. Um, well, no, and I've well, you know, no, they just keep them temp. Okay. Um, um, the uh, and you know, and again, it was a while ago. It was before the actual Great Recession. It was back in two thousand seven. When the big change with the UAW and GM is that they went to a two tier, you know, pay level, right? You know, where the higher end, you know, the top tier was getting twenty eight to twenty nine dollars right. per hour, the lower was getting sixteen to nineteen. Okay, but they're saying the tops are getting fifteen. Okay, uh, okay. Um, so you know, hopefully it's not a. I don't know. Is the strike over yet? I, I didn't see overnight. I don't know. Um, you know, hopefully it doesn't go on prolonged. And you say, well, Mark, I don't work for GM. So does this does this affect you, Carrie? You don't work mm-hmm. for GM. Um, well, you know, they're, 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 you know, GM says that um, there's at least 10,000, you know, American companies who are either supplying it with goods or services. 
Okay. Okay. So it's the trickle down effect, right? Right. Um, for every GM job, up to seven other jobs are generated. Okay. Okay. Well, from the supplies um, and the. Okay. Um, you know, uh, the auto industry, if you look at the industry, they, they, you know, they're good for three to three and a half percent of our entire GDP. Okay. Um, so as, so how GDP goes is kind of somewhat right. how the auto industry goes. Um, well, I'm sure we'll be able to negotiate. So it's that spider web effect, right? right? You know, where it, 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 you know, where you're not thinking it might affect you. You know, all but it we may got, affect the economy, know, which in turn might. Yeah, well, I mean, even down to the state and local level. In other words, the idea is saying that, you know, when there's less being purchased, right? Right. There's less consumer spending going on, which, by the way, means there's less sales tax being collected. Mm hmm. Which is then hurting the coffers of your state and local, you know, uh, you know. So, it, it, you know, how about Ohio? You know, President Trump loves Ohio. Right. He loves Lima, right? Mm-hmm. Remember, he's yeah. in the Lima tank fair. That was the greatest one ever. Lima, love Lima. Mm-hmm. All right, so we love Ohio, right? Um, and you know the how the GM strike could start a Midwest recession. Okay. Um, and so you know. Okay, impacts are going to start soon. Plants are starting to shut down. Multipliers are going to start hitting. Um, yeah, the Midwest economy won't be, uh, you know, won't be tipped into recession overnight or even a couple of weeks. But the, if the strike drags on for months, such states as Michigan, Ohio, and Indiana could end up in a recession later this early, later this year or early next year. Um, the Midwest is already on the front line of the trade war, you know, and they're feeling that, you know, great swaths of the farm belt are in recession already. Farm foreclosures are up. Manufacturing isn't far behind. You know, the reality it is it's not one thing that causes a recession. It's that combination of things mm-hmm. that tip the recession. And and again, it was, we always say that you won't know where there's a recession, Carrie, till it's already happened. Right. You know, as a matter of fact, you know, they're already saying that... Um, <laughs> that we are we've already had a, a earnings recession okay you know that the s&p 500 you know after now two quarters of this year both quarters were slightly negative uh in earnings in the s&p 500 companies so we're technically in a earnings recession already right well regardless of that it comes down to how does a potential recession affect you Last week, and I know on previous shows, which you can listen to our podcast at financialfoodforthought.com, we have a link for the podcast now. Um, We talk about building that plan R and what we do since we build these long-term financial plans for people and we take into account income, expenses, assets, growth rates, inflation, taxes, and we put that all together in a projection. And assuming that Plan A or the first scenario, we've got it down where we know they, what they can afford to spend, discretionary spending, we have health care costs, different inflation rates, uh, growth rate that you're comfortable with. And if the initial plan's running is planned without running out of money and you have all these assumptions in, and then we come back and run another scenario of what if there's a potential recession and how that impacts you? We have some client that's going to may have to make some adjustments in their discretionary spending and other people it's not going to affect, but at least they know because a lot of times you're worried because you don't know the impact and having a good financial plan comes down to allowing you to know what adjustments you need to make. So when it does happen, because you don't know when, if it's going to happen, although it's different this time and maybe it won't, 
who knows? Um, but at least you have a way to measure and know what steps you need to take if that event does happen. And those are things the estate planning team does. We offer a free consultation for people who want to come in. Our home office is in Middleburg Heights. We have offices around the greater Cleveland area. We also do free consultations by phone. And you can also... Um, Leave a message or you can send an email through the website at financialfoodforthought.com or call 440-239-2090 or you can sign up for our planning classes. These are the kind of issues we're going to talk about on October 2nd at 6 o'clock. Remember, this is our last class on this topic this year. You're going to get honest, helpful information. Um, there's, we're not investment advisors. Um, it's all about planning strategies and concepts, again, for people getting closer to retirement or people who are already in retirement, all these issues that can potentially affect your long-term financial stability and also some of these financial challenges or disruptors that people face. And um, a potential recession is one of those. And there's a great handout workbook included. um, So you're welcome to register or tell someone else about the class. And that's 440-239-2090 or visit financialfoodforthought.com. All right. You're listening to Mark Donnelly and Carrie Waddell, and we're the co-owners of the estate planning team. The estate planning team has been helping Cleveland families build custom financial plans for over 34 years. And over those 34 years, Carries, we, we always build a plan before, you know, we recommend or you decide to go out and buy another product that you're not even sure whether you need or not because you don't have a formal financial plan. So that's why, you know, that's the point of it. You know, you know mm-hmm. there's a lot of tools in the retirement planning toolbox, right? But, you know, don't pick up the, you know, the hammer, you know, to fix the broken plate, right? Mm-hmm. Um, if you're trying to drive a nail. The hammer's right. a great thing. But so the point is, you know, it, it, there's not good or bad tools in that toolbox. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, don't get so caught up where, you know, the stock guy is saying, oh, the annuities are the worst thing in the world. And the annuity guys are saying, oh, why would you ever risk your money in the stock market? I'm, you know, are we done with those conversations? It, you know, it's not one or the other. Right. Right. And, you know, they're, and the idea is they're all, if, if, if as a matter of fact, if there was a, clear consensus that one financial tool was completely no good, would it still be even be in the toolbox? That's my point, right? Right. Um, the idea is, though, you know, tools, you know, financial products are used improperly all the time. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, so it's not that, you know, so that's, you know, the, what you have to. And that's, again, comes from a lack of coordination advisors, in my right. opinion. Um, you know, if, if, if you're getting all your recommendations and, and you know, with, there's no brainstorming going on between your advisors, uh, are you just getting one side of the picture? Right. Or one side of it. Now, um, so um, what else is going on before I talk about the 4% rule? Real quickly, you know, Andy UB Young, right? Oh, my Yang. gosh. UB Yang, um, oh. basic income. Did you hear, Carrie, right? So we were talking about Andrew Yang, right, who's running for president, and right. his main idea is that he, he is a proponent of UBI, Yeah. you know, universal basic income. And, Which... and the idea is he's, his plan is to give every 18-year-old and above $1,000 a month in this country, does doesn't matter who, what income level you're at. Which everybody is ridi- gets it. I, I, for what? Just because you're, that's dumb. Okay. I, I just, I and just so think it's the most idiotic sh- idea. So at the last debate, 
he kind of shocked everyone because live at the debate, he announced that he wasn't waiting to win the presidency to, right. to get this program started. He was starting it right now. Right. I was going to say, you had mentioned last week it was going to open some eyes. Well, well I know some other Democratic candidates are questioning, um, right. and I know there's some because, attorneys involved saying eh, it's right, a because gray wh- area. Because what he said was, if you want to participate in my trial program, all you need to go, all you need to do is go to my website right, mm-hmm. and sign up. It's a lottery, basically. And he had a few people respond, Carrie. Mm-hmm. At last count, I saw you know there are over four hundred fifty thousand people who signed up for the lottery. Um, oh, I bet you know. So it, 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 I think it's a kind of a popular idea in this country. Um, yeah, and, free money. You mean money that you didn't work for? Um, yeah, not not really a good idea. Okay, um, and yeah, it's it's yang twenty twenty dot com, right? Um, I don't know. I just think you should have to do something to get something. And, you know, well, now, yeah, and then it was brought up that is this even legal for him to do, mm. especially if he's using – and by the way, he also said over that since that debate, he, he got an extra million dollars in, you know, campaign uh-huh. pledges. Why don't that people uh, just give random people a thousand, you know, you know so, 12 grand a so, year? So the question, the legal question is, can he do that? Can he take campaign, mm-hmm. you know, contributions and give it back to Americans? That's the legal battle, right? And he's saying, well, why can't I? Um, you know, if, if my campaign were to give a million dollars to a media company like Politico or to a paid consultants down the street mm-hmm. or to any of paid, uh, camp, you know, canvas, you know, people that walk around the neighborhoods. Right. Um, everyone would think that's completely OK. But if I want to give the money to an individual American to do whatever that he wants with, it's somehow problematic. I mean, campaigns like mine pay people all the time for any host of services. So let's say we were to give $1,000 a month to an American citizen and say, hey, your job is to tell your neighbors and friends how you spend the money. That's actually essentially a marketing function on behalf of the campaign. And we're simply paying you the $1,000 just so you can tell your story so you can you know, think of them as a variant of like a marketing consultant or a paid employee. Mm, I don't know. I think it's a gray area uh, for so sure. So what does he say UBI accomplishes? One, he says it would permanently grow the economy by 125 to 13%. Wow. That's a bit higher than Trump's 4%. Mm-hmm. OK, um, it would increase the labor force by four and a half to four point seven million people. Uh, so somehow this UBI is going to take the problem of AI and the robots taking over all the low level jobs. Matter of fact, a lot of jobs, not just low level. As a matter of fact, all our jobs. Right. Um, you, know, you know, McKinsey says that one half of Americans will lose their jobs by 2030 to robots. Okay. Um, 2030 is so, not that far away. Um, well, it, it, the, the world's, the world's going to be over by then anyways. Right, with the climate. Yeah, yeah. Um, but anyway, so we'll see how, you know, Andy, uh, you know, Yubi uh, Yang uh, mm-hmm. continues in this debate. Yeah, what's uh, UBI going to cost 
the rest of us taxpayers. I can't wait to talk about UBI with you, <laughs> Carrie, as the weeks go by. Oh my gosh, it makes me so mad. It, like, Carrie, I just, it's, it's it's happening. I hope not. I will fight it's it. It's happening in Alaska do, already. It's happening I, I in Stockton, California. I will do what California I can to stop already. it. Well, yeah, look at, I mean, Alaska, I'm surprised, but California, anything goes in California. It's our American dividend. No, it's our patriotic dividend, Carrie. Our American dividend is that we have opportunities in this amazing com- country and what you do with them. You shouldn't just get it. So you're going to, you know, anyway, I the won't The government's going to be flying helicopters and dropping money from them. Oh, my good Lord. Help us all, right? Uh, anyway, you can call the estate planning team for a free consultation or don't forget to come out to our last retirement planning class on October 2nd at 6 o'clock in Independence. Um, you can also get information on the class, the consultations, and our podcast at financialfoodforthought.com. That's financial foodforthought.com or 440-239-2090. You kind of got me flustered with that because I just get so frustrated. Okay, let's talk about the 4% rule. Um, So we'll, you know, and again, the 4% rule, I'm sure a lot, if you listen to this show over Mm -hmm. the years, you know, we we talk about it pretty often. Um, You know, it was was something by, uh, you know, William Benjamin was the original uh, individual credited with, you know, with coming up with the idea. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, it, it goes back to the early to mid-90s. Um, you know, uh, William was a pretty smart guy, okay? Um, he, you know, he had his bachelor degree of, you know, aeronautical engineering from MIT. Mm, that's okay. very impressive. Okay. Um, and then after, you know, working 17 years, you, you know, um, in that type of, you know, you, you know, he he's a he's a business owner. In other words, his family had some business care. I forget what it was. It was, it was something, nothing to do with obviously you know rocket science, but it was some soft drink thing. Anyways, he ran his own. Right. Business. You know, he's got this MIT degree. He's he's run his own businesses, and then in, in his encore career, he decided to be a uh, financial planner. Good for him. Okay, and. And, you know, so what what he was basically trying to do, he got a lot of questions from his clients about how much money can I spend in retirement and never run out? Okay. Pretty popular, you know, uh, argument or, you know, question, right? And so, you know, it it gets the idea of saying, what is a safe withdrawal rate? In other words, when I retire and I have this nest egg, right, what is a safe withdrawal rate so I know that I'm not taking out too much too fast? Right. And this was an easier way because... I don't know. When did he come out with that rule, Mark? Did he know published he... his work in, uh, it was like 1994. Okay. Okay. Um, and so it was before the advance of, you know, the supercomputers right. and, and programs, these programs we have today. programs that you can model out. You know, he, but obviously he did have, you know, computers available. You, I don't know. Not if the you, same. Uh, yeah. And, and it's, it's, it's really not too much more of a play on, you know, Einstein's rule of 72, you know, the theory of compounding interest. The only thing you're adding to Einstein's theory of 72 is the idea that you're taking a withdrawal. You know, Einstein's rule of 72 assumes you never spend a penny of it. Right. That's why that's not a good, you know, how does that help you in retirement? Mm-hmm. Now, your investment advisor would love that plan, right, if you never spent a penny of it. But that that doesn't work for a lot of our clients who want to you know, enjoy their right. retirement, right? So, the, so all, it was just expanding on the rule of 72 and saying, well, yeah, math is math. I get that. But I want to spend, you know, when can I spend my money? And I, I just want to make sure I'm not spending too quickly. Right. 
So he, 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 and I'm not going to go through this whole study. You can still find it out there on the internet, Carrie. Um, but, but generally, it, 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 you know, what he netted it down to is, was just a formula, right, that he wanted to use. Now, there's been a lot of people who don't understand what he was really trying to do. Or they mm-hmm. misused the formula. Again, you know, you know, math, you know, math, math doesn't break math, down. Right. You know, two plus two is four. Now two plus two is four back in 94. Two plus two will be four, you know, 20 oh, years. I now. don't think so. I uh, think new <laughs> math. Way, new math. <laughs> um, but the idea is everybody flunks math tests all the time. Right. right. Um, so when you see the headline saying the four percent rule is broken, eh, I'm not a big believer in that. No, the four percent misuse. Yeah. Or you're just not uh, you're not you're not adjusting it to your own circumstances. You know, you know, you got to change up the assumptions based on your own circumstances. That's the difference between general rules right. of thumb versus how you have to, you know, make how they work for you. Right. Like your age um, is right. a variable. So, right. So let's, you know, so Benjamin's original assumptions was, first of all, the time period. Mm-hmm. He was using 30 years. Okay, so if your time period, if let's call this your retirement years, aren't 30 years, guess what? You got to change it. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, the second thing, he was assuming a rate of return on investments. That's a pretty big assumption. Right. You know, don't ask your neighbor what he's assuming. What do right. you want to assume? Right. Um, maybe you ought to ask your investment advisor what What's you should What's a good use assumption, there, right? Based on how he has your account allocated, right? Um, now- um, so he was using 5%. Mm-hmm. Okay. So if you don't want to use 5%, okay, you got to customize it to what rate of return you do want to use. Okay. Okay. A third one, which was, you know, obviously, a, a, you know, you would say, well, Mark, that's a no brainer, but it was somewhat unique when he did it was said, not only, you know, I, I'm also going to assume that whatever you spend the first year in retirement, because you want to maintain that lifestyle right. throughout your 30 years, we better add some inflation to your withdrawal because mm-hmm. that'll keep you with the cost of living. Right. So he used three and a half percent. Okay. Okay. Now you say, well, today, you know, the government tells us inflation is not even at two percent. Well, that's just average over. Well, that's how you customize right. it. Right. If you want it less. Okay. Um, now, um, now if you're considering healthcare costs are well more than three and a half percent in and, many cases, right? And the other thing he did, which is not everybody's plan, right? But it was what he was doing was he was assume you wanted to spend the last dollar in the last day, right? Okay, meaning that if you had a million dollars when you started this process, at the end of thirty years, Carrie, how much is left in your nest egg? Zero. That's what we mean by spending the lot dollar last dollar in the last day. Mm-hmm. That might not be your plan, by the way. Right. Because what if you live longer? Um, or what if you want to leave something to your heirs? Yes. Um, you know, you know, so but that's, you know, so don't blame the math on it when you see an article headline that says the 4% rule is broken. No, you just have to adjust, like you said, the assumptions. And there are lots of assumptions you can adjust. And a lot of times when you also hear... Uh, you know, someone say, you know, oh, it, I can, I can build your retirement plan in ten minutes, or if you're on the internet, you know, the DIY or sorry, mm-hmm. you know, the do do it yourself internet, the ten minute retirement plan. Mm-hmm. Chances are they're using a version of Benjamin's four percent rule. 
Right. Okay. So, um, you know, because I'll I'll do one for you, Carrie, right here. You right. know, and if you if, and because you know, spreadsheets work so well on the radio. Right. Okay. Well, come uh, out to the class. I believe this is one of the rules that you're going to show detail, and it's included in our workbook. Right. Um. You know, and and you know, so basically. You know, how do you build a 10-minute retirement plan? Okay, so let's use a million dollar, right, Carrie? Because right. that's what we were always told. You need a million dollars to retire, right? And let's use Benjamin's, you know, um, 4% rule. Let's So let's say 30 years. So let's say you're retired. Let's say you retired 61. 30 years takes you to 90, right? Okay. Okay. So you got a million dollars. So how much can you take out the first year? 40,000, you know, 4%, right? And then the second year, you don't take out forty thousand. No, because you have inflation. Okay, you take you don't take out four percent of what the ending balance is. These are all of why people don't understand the four percent rule. Right. You don't take the ending balance and take out another four percent. No, what you do is take out three and a half percent more than you did in year one. That accounts for the inflation. So the second year, you're taking out forty two thousand. The third year, you're taking out 43 and a half, you know, on and on. So as you go through this process, right, um, you're taking out more each year. That's what's keeping your lifestyle going. By the way, by the time you're 80 years old, it's not a 4% withdrawal. It's about 9.75% withdrawal. Matter of fact, what is the withdrawal rate in the last year? A hundred, right. by definition, right. because you're zeroing, zeroing out, out the count. See, a lot of people don't understand that concept, and and it's hard to run thirty years of cash flow or, or, or this type of. Now, right. I can't do it in my head, Gary. Right. Um. You know. Uh. You know. But you know, that's we don't need to do it in our heads anymore. Right. right? Um. Now, so back to my ten minute retirement plan. All right. So now. We're saying, um, okay, so I've got uh, I've got this forty thousand, but you may have other income coming in, right? Mm-hmm. So now to do the ten minute retirement plan, you got to add in your other fixed retirement income. Those would be things like pensions, social security, and social security, right? Um, and we're, you know, we're not talking about you know we don't throw RMDs in this right now because we're, we're we're not waiting for the RMDs at seven right. and a half. We're starting the four percent rule, right. and the, you know, <laughs> right now, right. So you know, if, if, and chances are, if you're starting, uh, you know, a withdrawal at age sixty or sixty-five, chances are, and you're using the four percent rule, required minimums would never be more than that, anyways. Right. Okay. So you know, um, now you know, unless you've got you know twenty percent returns, <laughs> but we're not talking right. about that. Again, assuming a five percent rate of return. Right, so you know the idea is saying, okay, so I've got my million dollars, I've got forty thousand a year coming out using the four percent rule. Let's say I've got fifty thousand dollar pension, and let's say there's a twenty, you know, four thousand dollars Social Security. I'm just throwing numbers out. Right. Okay, you add all that up together. So maybe in my example I just gave you, maybe there's a hundred and fifteen thousand of total income between pensions, Social Security, and the 4% rule. So in a 10-minute retirement plan, that's how much you can budget for retirement. Mm-hmm. And then you know you're covered by inflation because we, you know, uh, Social Security, you know, we get cost of living increases. Maybe your pension doesn't, right? Right. But we built in the cost of living increases on the 4% rule withdrawal. Right. Okay. So that's a 10-minute retirement plan. Just says, okay, with, you know, I, now you can budget around this, and this is how much, Mrs. Smith, you can spend mm-hmm. every year for the next 30 years, right. and you'll be good. Okay. But what if things don't go so well? Hmm. Okay. Um, things wh- happen. Okay. So what if you think 5% is too pie in the sky? 
Right. Or maybe you lost a lot of money in 2008 and Mm. your assets aren't allocated to get even 5%. Right. Did Benjamin build in an economic uh, downturn in the beginning of that retirement period? No. Mm, Not exactly. Um, Or I was going to say, how what if you're, you know, some people want to plan run at 5%, but all their assets are in cash and CDs. Hmm. Uh, hmm. Um, How about if you think, uh, Mark, you know, I may go past age 90. Right. I have longevity in my family. Okay. Or Maybe, you know, don't confuse quality with quantity. <laughs> yeah. I, I said that to class the other day. You know, don't, you know, because uh, again, no one believes they're going to live past 90. Yeah, like, but we does have, anybody know anyone living you know, past 90? You know, And we have quite a few clients that are over 90. I, I, I've got quite a few in law. I, I mean, my right. mother is, is, is over 90. My father in law is over 90. My mother in law is over 90. Don't right. tell me about, you know, knowing people right. over 90. Mm-hmm. I could talk the next five hours on that. Mm-hmm. And, and you're right. You know, you know, don't, you know, confuse quality of life after age 90 versus cost of living after age right. 90. That's they're, a nicer way to put they're it. They're two totally different things. All right. Um, so what if you're saying, Mark, I better run mine 95. I need five more years. I got to run mine 35 years. What well, do you think it's still going to be the same, the 4% then? No, it's not. It no. can't be. So so can you do that math in your head? Maybe one in a million can. But no, we let the robots do that. Right. So now, Carrie, I'm going to change up the scenario. Same million dollars in going into retirement, but I only think I can get a 4% rate of return. Okay. Two, I got to run at 35 years, not 30. Okay. Okay. And three, just for fun, I'm going to add in an economic downturn in the beginning. You know, sequence of returns. That's what killed a lot of retirement plans in the last decade. Right. You know, when we had two 50% drops in the S&P in a 10-year period. Ouch. Mm-hmm. Could that ever happen again? Possibly. I don't know. Never I happened, don't know. Never happened before. Okay. Maybe, maybe not. Um, you know, now, so for fun, though, we're going to tell the robot to, to assume a 10% loss in year one. Mm-hmm. Then a zero growth in year two, assuming a recovery period. You mean it doesn't come bounce right back? <laughs> and then <laughs> we're going to say, um, and then we're going to say, okay, we now have got um, now rerun it, and now tell me what my withdrawal can be with inflation. We'll leave the three and a half percent inflation alone, gate right. ongoing. So four percent rate of return, thirty five years. 10% drop, zero, you know, economic recession. Now my four percent comes to be. Mm, A little bit different. So now my first year withdrawal is about 26,000. Okay. Uh, Okay. Um, But I get to add inflation on that every year. Right. Okay. So now my bottom line, what was it before, Carrie? Oh, zero? No, I mean, oh, you the, mean the, the percentage? Total, yeah, with the Wasn't it like play? 9%? It was like about 115,000. No, I'm saying oh, the total. It was 115 okay. budget for a lifestyle. Right. Okay. But now you say, well, my lifestyle is going to be, you know, it's going to go into and down tremendously, right, with right. this negative outlook. Well, okay, so now the 25.9 withdrawal right. instead of the 40,000, know, about, you know, so it's really about a between a $40,000 beginning withdrawal to a $26,000 beginning withdrawal. So I'm still at close to 100000 Maybe I'm still okay. But that's just a starting place when you're looking at planning because it doesn't take into account what people should be looking at is how to create the income you need as tax efficiently as possible. This just takes your total nest egg which is non-qualified qual, you know, it's a combination of those things because it doesn't take taxes into a picture. Because if you can take distributions out and use those opportunities and get more net benefit and pay less taxes, 
that's going to put more money in your pocket and make your nest egg bigger. And you can call the estate planning team for a free consultation. Or if you're interested in this concept, sign up for the class in the workbook. We're going to talk about it. There's examples you get to take with you at 440-239-2090 or visit financialfoodforthought.com. All right, we just have a few minutes left here. We, we lost another rock and roller. I know the song. Of course, the great Eddie Money. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we lost two great, you know, rock and rollers. You know, one age, Eddie was 70. I believe Rick was 75. 75? Yeah, but still before their time. Right. So, I mean, maybe they didn't believe they could live past 90. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's, you know, you're a couple today, 65 years old. There's a 50% chance that one of you is leaving past 90. I don't know if either of them left, you know, surviving spouses. I don't know. Um, but, you know, I tell you one thing that's going to be shaken this weekend, Carrie. What? That's Z-Town. You know, oh. we, we've got something now tomorrow night. We've got the Browns, right? Okay. Sunday night football. Okay. You know, against L.A. Rams. While the Indians are hosting Sunday night oh baseball. Oh, my Cleveland is going to be crazy. Phillies. I mean, can you imagine? No recession downtown this weekend, right? right? Um you know, you've got the, you know, don't worry about the roller coaster stock market. Just worry about the, you know, <laughs> Halloween, Halloween uh, out of Cedar Points going oh, I, full storm. Oh, right? yeah. Well, they had is, record um, turnout last weekend, like 50,000 people. Wow. You know, what recession? Right? And, you know, a lot of people don't think there's a recession coming. You know, U.S. economic data, you know, breaking, you know, beating out economic expe- uh, expectations. Uh, by the most this year, you know. Um, okay, you know everything looks good. Um, Bloomberg surprise index reached 11 month high. Um, that's they look at like existing home sales and jobless claims. Um, you know, there's a lot of you know a lot of people are saying things are actually look like they're getting better. Okay, um, maybe the, you know the growth profile. Okay, we got the you know rate cut. Mm-hmm. Maybe we don't need to be worried about it. Maybe, know? but what if? Whatever. Better to be prepared. So that's really all we're saying, because hopefully these guys that are, you know, who have the power can keep this longest U.S. expansion going. But have you started to prepare your own financial plan in case you think that maybe they can't have expansion forever? You know, because maybe something that's going to happen globally may bleed in to the U.S.'s best laid plans. That's the whole idea of why you have the time to build your plan R, do it. Call the estate planning team today for a free consultation or sign up for a free October 2nd non-sales class. Call 440-239-2090. That's 440-239-2090 or visit financialfoodforthought.com. That's financialfoodforthought.com. All right. Enjoy the games. Tune in next week for more financial food for thought. For more information about the show, for estate planning or upcoming seminars, call the estate planning team at 440-239-2090. Thanks for listening. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.